0: That's why I asked you when you said about drama because you you know nobody knows this. The only yeah, people. And I, and I was going through a divorce. I forgot about that. Oh, right. so what's that <laughs> about? like? So put that's like putting the salt on the wound on top yeah. of everything. It was like, it took five years to get that.
1: So, <sighs> thanks for bringing that up, Lenny. Why <laughs> it's called true house story? Come yeah, on. yeah. I think you know. Like you said, you're not prepared for it, you know. And well, say,
0: well, so what book are you going to open to reference this to? You're yeah. writing?
1: You're writing you song, Walking down the street and to walking down the street where everybody knows who you are. People are pointing. They're whispering behind your back. Um, they want, you know, they want an autograph in the bathroom. You go, you know. And like I said, I was a shy person. I'm still kind of an introvert. So it took me a long time to get used to, you know, letting people in my my space as i like to say. So yeah, i think, you know, i feel worse for people who become famous now cuz at least back then they tried to, you know, teach you something, you know, at the record label they had the A&Rs and rs the, and the departments that would, you know, help you navigate through it, how to navigate through an interview and how to answer a question with a question and all that kind of stuff. But now i don't i don't think that exists. So you just you know, you just out there
0: no, you are your, you are the producer, the writer, the arranger, the <laughs> person, the A&R, the, a mess you know, stuff. distributor, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the, you're your mm-hmm. own manager. You're. Back mm-hmm. then you had different people who exactly. helped you that way, even if it was right or wrong, but you did have people around you. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that helped.
1: Now that I have
0: to do everything myself, just about everything. I remember back in the day, you had Vito Bruno too. He was with you as well, um, helping you lower your career at that time, especially when things were starting to really pop. So it's kind of cool to have someone that knows, like I said, even if you agree or not agree, but at least someone that can look out for you for your best interest. Because not all the time we agree with the decisions that are made.
1: Yeah. Especially back then. You, yeah, even now, sometimes men won't listen to women. And it's nice to have a male. I, sometimes I, I have a male face that goes in for me. <laughs> still. Um, dealing with that. You were talking about bringing in women. That's, it still exists. So, yeah, there's times where you need that male face and someone to be there to represent you.
0: And that's a difficult thing for some people, you know, to that, you know, can accept that. That's a big thing to swallow, that it's still the men's, the men's club in a way, you know, the music industry as we know
1: yeah. it. Yeah, you know, even with the DJs, it's like, you know, a big boys' club. I'm like, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to get in. But that's the way the industry is. Um, and even not even just injury, sometimes cultures are still like that. So you gotta. It's so something else you have to deal with and learn how to work through. Um, I think I learned how to do a lot of it from going to studios as a woman by myself. You know, you have to put up that facade and you didn't come to play. Um, you came to work and you just have to put that out there. That's for the women who are going into
0: this business. <laughs> no, I know that. I know that. You know do put that facade up. Totally. Totally. And you got to be on, you got to be on on top of the game. Yeah. uh, If you're not paying attention, you always hear the same thing. I Mm -hmm. signed everything away or I wasn't advised properly or I made the mistake of trusting without checking Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. You know, the The dinners are nice and the
1: drinks are cute and stuff. The next thing you know, well, what, what? (laughs) So,
0: yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Especially pre to our era, in the Motown era and the early 70s, these artists signed everything away. Yeah. Everything away. And these records are still being played today. And you know that. You've heard the same stories and the people. Yeah. So with that 100% pure love album on your road as you're going on, and now you really officially, officially, Making yourself now to see to show everyone that hey, I can do this and repeat it. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? Like where <laughs> is this going now? You know, you repeat well, success now to the next second album. You even did something greater now.
1: Yeah, it was a great feeling. to know we it took a minute. <laughs> we were worried, but we got it. We got through it, and. You know, more fame, more success. Um And then in the middle of all that, the industry changed. It went from playing dance music back to hip hop came in 94 and just kind of wiped all the dance music off the radio is basically what happened. All the dance artists kind of got dropped from the majors If they, you know, might have been one or two, but it was, they weren't the priority artists anymore. So that happened in like 94-ish, 95-ish when hip-hop came in and and kind of changed the the radio landscape. Where does that leave you now as an artist? That left us. We had one more album with the label telling us we had to do R&B tracks. We had to, you know, switch up. We didn't want to switch up. We tried to do a couple of them. We tried to do a balance of, and we would, you know, to fit in and keep that, you know, major label deal. And it was just, I think we all just kind of were exhausted at this point, you know. And there was another negotiation between me and the baseballs. I wanted to work with other people. I still wanted to work with them, but I wanted to bring another, you know, I wasn't allowed to work with any other um, producers. And they they weren't very happy about that. And we fought over that for a while. And that just took so long. I think I remember the, who came by that time ed Eckstein was gone a new president came in and the new priority group was who was um what's the three brothers Umbop. but i can't remember their names <laughs> and you know by the time we finished the album they were no like really no longer interested so that and that was the end of that
0: basically and then of course I know we have other hit records that happen as you singly away from the Basin Boys. That comes a little bit later. And mm. prior right from the last album, you getting out of the Mercury deal. That took a while. How? Yeah, what's that involved? You have to go through a whole contract negotiation to get out? Well, mm. no, we got dropped. So we
1: were out They didn't renew the contract. So I think I, I had to sit for a little bit. And then... I'm trying to get the order right. I don't know if I did Scumfrog first or I did. I signed with Strictly Rhythm, and then in the middle of doing that, you remember Mark? He wanted his label back and declared bankruptcy, and all part of that. But oh, yeah. so that all dissolved. and but I was still signed, so I had to get out of that contract. So that that was a lot of. I think I feel like I sat for six years. <laughs> I feel like it was like from '97 maybe to two. I can't remember the timeline, but I felt like I had to sit. I sat for a
0: long time. 2002, I think officially that bankruptcy thing ended around that. 2001 or two, because he or four, I can't remember exactly, but he was two years, two, three years in, in litigation with Warners over that. Yeah. Luckily,
1: I had signed to them through my corporation. So I was able to get out a little bit quicker. So that was, you know, that was, that was years of me recording, working with Gladys, and we had a good time, but I, nothing really fruitful came out of that. Um, is that glare on my screen. Um, and then I think I did the scum, scum frog record next, my time. I think so right after yeah. And that's when I discovered, oh, I don't need to be with a major. can I can I can do, <laughs> I can do these one-offs, because at the time, also everything was going digital you know, all that stuff happened where, you know, the, the majors were no longer, you know, or, or they were stealing music off the internet. And it wasn't worth my time to do a whole album for for it only to last, you know, a couple of months. So, you know, that's when I said, oh, I can do these top lines and work with these DJs. And it was stress-free. I didn't have to worry about doing major contracts and, you know, dealing with other people. And I think Basically,
0: that's what I've been doing ever since. But you know what? You know what's amazing? And I'm just glad you said this. You go from never recording to all of a sudden on a major. Most people (laughs) went the reverse direction, right? Mm -hmm. Working on a single, working on another single, working on another single, and then eventually getting picked up. But you went reverse. That's true. It's a big company, had all the champagne and caviar blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. and then in the end wind up having to go reverse and do the singles market and keep it going so you haven't really stopped. Never, never stopped
1: it was the perfect time though because like i said it wasn't on radio anymore and napster came in and wiped out you know the major label <laughs> making money that way anyway and this this way I could do 50-50 deals and get 50% of the money as opposed to that 8 or 9% that we have to negotiate <laughs> all the time. And um, it just kind of gave me, you know, the freedom, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I, I you know, maybe I should have done it the other way around, but um, I think, it, you know, it just worked out for me.
0: But there's no way to know that, Crystal, when you're living you're just you, you're probably like all of us just trying to work out what the next step is going to be along the way. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no like, again, there's no manual or. Oh, let me Google. What should I do next in my career?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard because, you know, everybody wants a gypsy woman, another one, another one. But, you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, I couldn't I'm a writer. I want to write and sing. So I couldn't worry anymore about. Having the big hit or being on the big label, you know I had to do what made me happy and i once I got that out of my head, <laughs> that's when i I kind of you know I kind of said we just gotta keep
0: moving, so I'm assuming now that Europeans are also calling too, right, to have you come and work now that they uh, form- my team did pretty good
1: overseas um. I, you know, it gets a little fuzzy because um, I remember doing that, and then I just remember me and Dwayne Harden. We kind of um, we kind of found out about these conferences, you know, to meet them, ADE, and we were like, "That's where the tracks are. That's where, <laughs> you know, because we were top to them we're top line writers, you know." And that's when I started. You know, it was a couple other things happened. I realized my manager had put out some, some people felt they couldn't get to me. They couldn't reach me. They couldn't, you know, I was, you know, they had to go through him and I was hard to work with. It was all these lies, well, not untruths, I won't say lies that were about me. And I realized
0: I had to get out and meet these people myself. Let me say this in in, in response to the Gary Salzman, the Vito Brunos, all <laughs> those guys. Okay. Yeah protection glad uh i was gonna say glad excuse me protection (laughs) crystal to Mm -hmm. you they're going to be a buffer as much as you know they will make lines up that sound good to make you oh she doesn't want to do it she's too busy or Mm -hmm. it's just unless someone has a heart-to-heart and talks to you they're really never going to know that yeah
1: yeah they may have met well but um I wasn't, I wasn't happy with sitting around waiting for something to happen. You know, I think maybe Vito thought, you know, he'd get me another deal or whatever, but that wasn't happening. So um, I felt once I got out there to these conferences, people were telling me what he was saying and doing and, you know, I had to, I had to really kind of start over and say, you know, I no, I'm still out here working. I'm, I'm still wanting to write. Yeah. I'll work with you. You know, oh yeah, we can, we can work out a deal. You know, you don't have to pay me $10,000. <laughs> you know, it was kind of, you know, getting back out there and, and you know, kind of starting over, which which really um, which really helped me. I remember Simon Dunmore was like, Crystal, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I do dance music. <laughs> and these were, <laughs> this is where it is. It's in Amsterdam, evidently. Um, and plus, you know, then European, you know, back in the 90s, the Europeans, they didn't really... They did dance music, but it really wasn't as good as, you know, American. But by the 2000s, they were slaying dance music. You know, this is just before EDM came in. And they really were, you know, they had really honed their craft. And, you know, those were the guys who were, you know, you wanted to work with. So I just kind of placed myself over there.
0: I'll just say it every day of the week to the, to the, I no longer breathe. Thank God for Europe and the UK because they (laughs) kept us all alive. They kept us alive. Right? Amen to them because in America, we could have been shot dead on the street. No one had (laughs) ran over.
1: No, yeah. uh, Dance music was the pop music in Europe. We're talking about all of Europe. Europe's a big place. So it was the place to be. Um, And they still, you know, thank God for Simon and, and house music too. So. That's where that's basically where I've been the
0: last <laughs> whatever so many years, ten years. Yeah, because people think you fell off the face of the earth in America. They don't know. They don't know. What you oh. been doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not on mainstream radio. I understand that. And a lot of times I say, Well, when's the
1: last time were you in a club? See, I'm still there. <laughs> you the guys that, that haven't been, you know, listening to dance music anymore. When was the last time you listened to a dance music station or podcast? You would know, but um yeah I think a lot of people once it's off the radio they don't even realize you know it still exists and then here you find out when you tell them you know these DJs are making all this money and the music is doing all this and that you know you have to re-educate them
0: and the education came as well that you had another big hit with that Italian record I remember yeah Destination
1: first it was unknown Then it was, it was <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that went to number one in at least 40 countries. Every country except America, which I thought it was amazing, was number one in Canada, Mexico, South America, like all around, everywhere but America.
0: I, you know, that just dumbfounds me. But Because, um, Amer- again, once again, children, write this down. <laughs> dance music is the bastard child of America. They Man. don't want it. They don't want it. But then... They bring EDM later, and they make a tremendous amount of money with no,
1: EDM. Well, they slow down, they rename it, reclaim it, take the baseline out, <laughs> and call it EDM. And then David Guetta goes and gets a bunch of R&B artists, puts it on there, and then it's it's radio friendly, I guess. Again, so
0: <laughs> it comes just back we, around. Right, just when we thought you know you we've forgotten, Destination Calabria all of a sudden blows up. And you're back out now in full power again, new attitude, new look, <laughs> new song. Yo, let's
1: God bless. That's luck. Thank God. Yeah, that, that one that one came out of
0: nowhere. I, I didn't see right. that at all. <laughs> how, how did it all. how did that come about? Did you write the song first? What was this, the um well, he, he had the
1: idea? Um, and then he sent over a demo and I recorded that in Jersey and you know, who I recorded with, he's no longer with us. Can't think of his name. And, you know, I added a little bit to it. It's, it's drama with this track too. Um, so, you know, this is the first time I'm never in a studio with the producer, you know, mailing, you know, I'm emailing the vocals. This is, this is new. And, um, you know, we go back and forth through email until we get this song right. And, um, So (laughs) first it comes at a destination unknown. So it doesn't do anything. Then he goes, someone did a mix. He goes, basically took the mix, stole the mix, put his name on it and re-released it. Didn't tell me or anybody else. No new contract, no nothing. That was a whole nother drama. Puts it out. And it's it's a major hit. It's a major hit. He he was he's a crafty little man. Took took me <laughs> took me a minute to get him in order. <laughs> I don't know, do, do you know that story about me serving him papers in Miami? <laughs>
0: Let's hear the whole story, please. I, mean, <laughs> I, remember, I remember you telling me the story <laughs> at the time. Tell him. Tell him. He do his sunglasses, um, and you go and hand him his
1: papers. <laughs> it was at the Winter Music Conference, and I had some. Luckily, I had some friends that helped me out with this some DJ friends and I had my attorney come and he wasn't paying me basically and it was a big record and we tried he went through all the normal routes and everything but we knew he was coming to America so my my attorney hired a server she hired an Italian female server and that sounds awful now but this is the only way I could do it he was walking to his set and um The server went up to him and said, Can I have an autograph? And he said, Yes, put down the stuff. When he went to sign it, she handed him the papers. (laughs) This is to say his attorney was not happy, but I got paid. It was the last resort. This is what you know, this is the kind of drama you gotta go through. My attorney had to come to Miami. We had to sit with the girl. She missed him the first time. We had to do it by midnight, or you know, there's certain time limits where you can serve papers and We had to do it just before he went up. I feel bad for him, but I had to get, I got paid after. So did what I had to do. That's it. (laughs) It is is what it is. You got to get it done. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be too mad at me anymore, but (laughs) it all worked out.
0: 41 countries, a number one record. Yeah. You're not paying me. me. What? What? (laughs) What? You know. Hang on. This is what I try to explain to everyone, and they think everything is glamour with our business. Uh, Yeah, please clarify the how unglamour.
1: Glamour, glamour, I see, I see an airport. (laughs) I sit in the airplane, I get off into a van, I go to a back of a club with some folding tables and chairs. (laughs) You ever seen at the club in the daytime? It is not the glamorous place and it smells like last night um so it's that kind of stuff and you're dealing with personalities and egos and there's still people who think they can get away with stuff um I still have people who who sample or remix gypsy put it out and then tag me and I'm like are you crazy (laughs) you can't that's my voice you can't just go sell it and you know and not pay me but so
0: yeah people don't get the business side of it I don't think well, how do you feel? Like, for example, because it happens with my records as well, um, with SoundCloud, they're not really selling it, but they'll they'll take the acapella and they'll do a remix and they'll just make it available. You know, I don't like, mind I if they're, they're like, not selling it,
1: if they're because you know it also keeps you alive. It keeps it out there, so that's fine. But if you're selling it, and and a lot of them will put their name on it, featuring Crystal Waters, <laughs> I'm like, no. So, yeah, you know, if they're, if they're not selling it, um, I'm not too upset about it because you never know. You never know that might be the one that blows up again and then we can do a real contract.
0: That's, That's right. Mm-hmm. How are you handling the change of the old business to the new business? Because everything is completely digital. Everything is not just track source. The real situation is Spotify and Apple. How are you handling this? Because you come from the same era I do, you know, where we understand the physicals. Now we're talking about air, you know, and streams. NFTs. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, once
1: everything is digital, once they got rid of CDs, Spotify, you know, I spent a lot. I take a lot of online classes. Um, Once I thought I had it, then the majors came in and kind of bought up Spotify, so... (laughs) That kind of changed too. I think now I'm dealing with it more of um, like, you know, I have my own label and I have my own podcast. So, and I have like 2.5 million listeners. So I, you know, whatever I record I can release on my podcast and I have listeners and I have the Spotify playlist. So I'm, you know, maybe I can't get on a major playlist, but I can get as many lists as I can up there on, on track source, Spotify, um, Beatport. And I think, just doing that, that's another way of, you know, being seen, I guess. I, I think that's the best that's that's way I can put it. Um, it's just, the, you know, do the playlist. Get on the Spotify play. I mean, I've tried to work with companies that do the, the playlist. I don't suggest it. A lot of them are fake, and a lot of them don't get the – they cost more money than what you get back. Because with the label, I can see how much I've spent on Spotify playlisting and stuff like that, and I see that i, I it's not worth it. Um, so, you know, promotion is a whole new thing. I'm still working my way through that, but, um, it's, it's just, it is what it is. I think, um, I think, I think I'm finding my way through. I haven't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but, um, I think with the podcast and being on Spotify, it's really is where I'm seeing the most, um, response getting my money back from what i'm putting out that's what
0: i'm saying how do you handle the fact that you know you're watching social media somebody brand new 18 to 21 year old it's got millions of followers Mm. and you're trying to figure out how the hell is this possible (laughs) you have a legacy of decades behind you and you're trying to you know we you, are you, doing six in one hand and does another and it's not because we're jealous we're going what are we doing wrong in a sense First like generation that's what they're
1: their their phone their phone people this is what they grew up people who grew up with me that I'm not even on facebook <laughs> they don't, you know they they're not so tech savvy um and you know i think a lot of these people that you know have these main followers, they put a lot of work, they're doing a lot of video, they're on there all the time, whereas, you know, for me, I'm not doing all that, but (laughs) um, it it um, it is something to see it, I mean, I saw Nicki, I think it was Nicki Minaj saying that nowadays, to be an artist, you don't have to have talent, you have to be popular, if you're popular, you got the million followers, you'll get a record deal. It won't have anything to do with how much talent you have, and it's something that is going away by the way of Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. It's all about how much, I guess, content, how much, how popular you are on those sites. That's going to determine who's the next um, superstar.
0: So now we have you. I know I I got I I received your record with Spend was very good, and I know you're working with a lot of different producers. But when you're getting called to go do these shows, what are they requiring from you? Do they want to hear your new stuff or do they want to hear just the classics from you? The main the main stuff.
1: Um, I do mostly, I do the, the classics, but I'll do one new song. Um, but always, because the promoter will want the classics. But then when I get off stage, the audience will say, well, why didn't you do testify? Why didn't you do party people? Why didn't you do... So I, I've, I, I'm kind of listening to the audiences now. You know, since COVID, it was, it's kind of hard. You know, I have, you got releases, but you can't see the crowd. Um, but I just did a bunch in the summer. And every time I got off stage, they wanted one of the new songs. Even on my Instagram comments, they people have been saying, why don't you do the new song? So next year, if we're back out there on the road like that, I will do the new stuff. Now that I know people are, <laughs> usually it's Europe. Europe, I'll do the new stuff because I know they know it. But in America, I guess now that everybody's not just listening to terrestrial radio; that they are listening to Spotify playlists and stuff. Um, now they know my music,
0: so the new music rather. And thank God for that, right? Because yeah. otherwise, before before that, you know, there's always a positive out of all the out of the negative. As much yeah. as we all didn't like the streaming business, mm-hmm. it's starting to show. There's possibilities that we can do things with to further our careers and keep us relevant with with the newbies, basically, because this has been a tough changing business the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, you know. It has. I mean, from
1: going from radio to streaming, I think that's the new way. So that's just where you got to look
0: at it now. So. And now we're going into the holidays and we're into dealing with this other crappy covid situation let's just say we get through this what's the plan forward are you going to put time into your label now or is it still more producers coming to you with their ideas to release stuff with other labels what's your plan at this stage i do have a plan (laughs) she's got a plan everyone let's let's all know when when you're you're sitting at
1: home (laughs) Well, the label, I still have the label. I mean, I have a shout out to Joe B, my label manager. So I'm lucky to have a label manager and, and symphonic distribution. It's been Wonderful with me. I do have the label. I do want to help other artists, but I do want to put, start putting more of my stuff out on my label. Um, I have, I have several more songs to write for other DJs. Um I have a new song coming out Friday with Richie Blacker on Atlantic Records and one with DJ Spin. I have one out now with Flash Mob. Really nice. And in January, DJ Spin wants to release. Because I have songs that I've written that are just sitting, I call them little babies. They just <laughs> you never know when somebody's gonna release it. They're growing up. <laughs> they're growing up. <laughs> yeah, they're growing somewhere. And what's I, the, I hope what's the name of your label? label? Of your label? Because that's my label is I Am House Records which focuses on Vocal House. And I have the the podcast, which is I Am House Radio, which is on iTunes and Google. Also, uh, Saturday and Sunday nights, 8 p.m. on Sirius XM Channel 141, which is Vocal House. I wanted to give a place for, you know, the DJs are nice, you know, but we need to know who's singing, give the name to the artist, the vocalist. And I wanted us to hear some good soulful house. And I wasn't able to find any. So you want some, there's some right there. Um, I'm also having guests mixed, uh Lenny, so I'll be calling you. Um <laughs> and I think you know, i like I've been saying I've been working with these writing top lines for other people. Um I'm now at a place where I'm ready to do an album. That's something that's me, it's not gonna be Crystal Waters, and you know what I mean. So um actually, like just two days ago, I started putting out requests for tracks. And so I'm gonna do an album. I figured mean, out- wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, what do you mean request like, for tracks? Where did you put this? On? I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see no request for tracks in the New York Times. You- let me let me back up a little.
1: Working with some of these DJs has been very hard because they all I write these songs they wanna put them out. No one wants to wait. No one wants to let me keep the song and build an album. So it's been really, you know, I'm just really nice. Like, all right, go ahead, release it. Because if you wait too long, it's out of, you know, out of sync anyway. Um, and I've been doing that for a long time. And I think it's now it's time to do a Crystal Waters. Not Crystal Waters and, but a Crystal Waters. So anybody who wants to work with me doesn't need their name in the title. <laughs> and let's be, you know what I mean? So that's the producers that I'm looking forward to work with now. And I've just, you know, just been in the back of my head, the last few days to do it, do it, do it. And I figure I have until spring before I start touring again to get, you know, a good seven or eight tracks in. Something, you know, yeah, I got a good idea of what I want. Okay, here's the
0: other idea. Okay. You're used to working with people like me in a studio or in a real environment. So how are we handling the fact that we got a camera and we have this war <laughs> with each other and we can't be like together? How are you... Prote, or should I say, how are you doing the recording and stuff? Are you have your own spot or what's I going have, I go to a real recording studio. Um,
1: and the last couple of tracks we, we've had to do FaceTime or um, Skype or Google Meet. Um, and I've had it hasn't gone smooth every time. Um, so it's still a lot of back and forth, but um, yeah. You're more than welcome to come to D.C. and sit in the studio <laughs> with me. Or I'll come up there, you know, I'll come to New York. But um i just gotten kind of used to it. There's a lot of back and forth. As long as, you know, we're listening to each other and, you know, taking critiques from each other. And, you know, it's actually more satisfying to me. I, I like the working back and forth with the producer, which has kind of been missing since you know, I do the vocals now. I produce all my own vocals. I won't. I won't send the raw files. I'll have them all produced and send send it to. So I find a lot of the new DJs don't know how to produce vocals. So um, now, with you know, with the with this album, you know, we can go back and forth on for it. I'm willing to work as long as there's a face to face somewhere working back and forth.
0: You and know, that's a problem. A lot of people don't know how to work with an artist and know how to direct vocals and because because we're not having I shouldn't say not. The older generation understands because we've been working together, but I'm saying the newbies are all in this in their own spots working alone. There's yeah. no action back. I miss the
1: back and forth. And that's where a lot of the ideas come from. Like, even when I record now, I'll wait to to do the bridge to the last minute because I like that last minute, you know, ideal coming through. And, like, how's that sound? How's that sound? Now let's redo that again. And you can't do that by yourself, you know? So it's nice to have the feedback. And, you know, that's how the ide- ideals, new ideals come in.
0: You know, here's something I was thinking about let's go back in time and, and, and you're here now and you can look back. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Any regrets to doing this dance thing overall?
1: None whatsoever. I I love being in there. I remember when we were getting beat up back in the day, and it was some other dance artist say, "Oh, I'm not a dance artist. I'm an R and B artist. I just have a dance hit." And I would be like, "Nope, I'm a dance artist. <laughs> I love the community. It's you know, Lenny. It's nothing but a bunch of good people." And I've worked with the R&B crowd. I've even worked with country crowd and the pop crowd. And, you know, it can get kind of cutthroat. And it's not like one for all, one man for himself. So, I mean, I think with the dance community, it's always everybody supporting each other. Everybody, you know, knows what you need. I got this and tell you where to go to get that. And I just never, you know, had any problems with anybody in the music, in the dance community. And it's just, I
0: just love it. I love the community. You know what I mean? yeah because you know i'm I've, I've always wondered about some of the artists because you know again you come from a jazz you come from really good jazz stock mm-hmm. you no know, let me let me just clarify why i say that i want to show the picture of your aunt okay, okay. <laughs> hang, on, hang on everybody because i almost forgot but i had to get this in let me let me show check this out everybody so tell everybody who that woman is next to you that you look exactly like
1: that is my great aunt Ethel Waters she was a famous jazz singer, actress she was the first black woman to have her own TV show Emmy Awards she's the second one to get Oscar nomination first black woman to have an international hit I'm trying to look I'm trying to (laughs) get riddle
0: see see, see where I'm going with this look yeah you know, that's, that's some, that's heavy. That's, that's yeah. huge. That's not like, well, you know, they played around, like, like some people talk about why well, I do this on the weekend. No, we, we did this for for real. All yeah. of us that did this work. We love this music. We wanted to, you know, everybody asked me, don't, don't you produce other stuff? I love that question. <laughs> I get all the time. Don't um, you produce other stuff? It's like, my answer always has been for me to be really good at what I do, I have to be focused on this music. I gotta live it, breathe it, be part of it. Because yeah. you can't do if, it that well. if you're good at it, why would you go do
1: something you probably I don't know anything about hip hop? I'm not no, going I hip-hop. tried I hate it I hated
0: every minute of it. <laughs> oh this is it's nice. too slow. <laughs> right? It's just so slow. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get I can't I can't get my head around that. Just, yeah. And you can't do something I believe. You can't be good or excel at something unless you really feel it and make it part of you. Just- and you know, with dance
1: music, you you can even imagine the crowd how it's gonna move, you know, the people in the in the crowd, which is even better. So, you know, it's all it's it's not just you, you're moving, it's everybody out there.
0: You nailed it, girl. I don't have anything more to ask. I mean, <laughs> you gave us history. Mm-hmm. You gave us the drama. You gave us your your life on the road. What you were dealing with. Is there anything that you would? Okay, if if someone came to say, Crystal, what do I need to be to do this? To be like you, you know, to to have a career. What would you advise somebody? You know, starting out. Well, first, don't try to be like me. Oh, because but... <laughs> sure. well, no, let's be real, let's be real. You are still who you are. You are an icon. Mm-hmm. You you accomplished a hell of a lot. It took it took thirty years to become an icon. That didn't happen.
1: <laughs> that didn't happen overnight. It went it went up and down. <laughs> but for starting out, I would say no to business first. It is the music business. Ninety percent, ninety five percent business. And the rest is talent. Um, a lot of it is dealing with people um, and believing in yourself and finding where 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 what's good for you, what works for you, where you what what you're good at, you know. And I see a lot of people who sit back and wait for stuff to happen in this business, and you, you can't. You got to go for it. You got to go. It try, try it and fail at least you learn something, you know, I think Jay-Z said, I'm going to learn more from my failures and my successes. Great but, point. Great. Right?
0: Yeah. So basically you're saying it's okay to fail. It's very okay. <laughs> it's how, much failing, how much failing before success did we have to get this? Would you say like, what oh was God. some of the parts you planned out? You said, well, that didn't work so great.
1: Uh, All of it. I think, you know, everything I think I could have done better. I mean, I think about the the contract negotiations back in the 90s, how much time we wasted. How much, you know, listening to other people time I wasted. You know what I mean? Um, Just, um, I think I just wished I would stay true to exactly what I wanted to do more of the time than let other people's heads come in. So um, you just gotta keep at it. I, you know, I don't think dance music, house music, really got the respect it deserves until like ten, twenty years later. So it takes time. You know, you know, house music is back now, big. Look how long it's been away. <laughs> now it's you know now everybody's calling for you know a vocal. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> it's coming back!
0: It's coming back! It's coming back! I've been hearing this, and, it, uh-huh. and when it came back, we were all like, "No, it ain't back." Are you sure? Are you sure? I, oh, it's back now.
1: Look, I got a, oh, song, on, I got a song on Atlantic Records out at of the UK.
0: Come on. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody sees money in it somewhere. <laughs> That's my point. You see, after a while, you don't realize it even when you're in You're like, is it really back? Mm-hmm. Now the mage is looking at it? Now yeah. we know it's back. The is faded. What? Wait a minute. Wait,
1: wait. wait, wait. Say that once more. EDM oh. has finally faded away. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we got a couple good songs out of there, but I couldn't, I couldn't stand right into it. So I'm happy. I can't, I can't stand. There's no bassline. There was no soul, so it kind of left me empty.
0: Well, because I feel like it's only on one note. It's pedaling. Yeah. It's like cool. Then it goes into a chord, then back to one note. Dun, dun, then you're like Yeah, you could tell somebody in the bedroom. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to get into that. No, we're not here. We're not here to we're not here to to backlash against anything, but we have to tell the truth because, you know. Some of us had to withstand and wait it out a long time, and it's a tough wait to stay in and yeah. keep hoping.
1: The whole it's hard time. to say no, you know. Everybody, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. But why? Don't <laughs> ask you why, Crystal. Why? I, I don't like it. I'm not good at it. You know, that's not what I'm good at. So I'm
0: staying in my lane. All right. You heard that for everybody. Well, I <laughs> want to say thank you. It was a great, great time spending with you, and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your viewpoints. Incredible people. I, I mean, Ron Carroll Jr. Vasquez said, "That's my girl." <laughs> a lot of people coming up. Ron <laughs> Carroll said, so "He's in there for the writing. He's down." I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> readers. <Fareed laughs> they're all, they're all waving and saying, Uh-oh. "God bless you." Thank you. We love you, Crystal, they're saying. Thank you. <laughs> is, there anything, is there anything that we didn't cover that you have to mention before I, before I say good tata? ta I think I mentioned my catch
1: me on Instagram. Oh. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I know
0: what it was. Somebody wrote, the serious show, what time and what day? Saturday and Sunday nights, 8 p.m. That's
1: weekly. And then I have a monthly podcast that's on iTunes. I Am House Radio. One I, yeah. Follow her. Follow her. Live her music. And I have the label. If you guys have any tracks that you want to submit, I know there's some talent out there. Hit me up on Instagram. There's also Instagram for my record label, I Am House Records. Um, somebody will get back to you. And my website. Oh,
0: yeah. I forgot to put the banner up. I'm going to run the banner now. So you're open to hearing new demos. Yep. You're open to producers that may want to write for you for this upcoming pseudo new album that we may be seeing soon. Mm Mm-hmm. And tell them your label. Again, say it again. My label name. I am house. I-A-H records. And don't get no clearer than that. She is <laughs> I Am House. Yes. Okay. So then on that note, we're going to wish you happy holidays. Thank you. And 22 bring you more success. Thank you. Keep writing because you, you are. Too, Lenny. Thank you, Lenny, for having me. Congratulations on this. This is really nice what you're doing. Thank you. And we love you, as you know. And you have a ton of fans around the world that want to keep hearing you. And keep hearing your music, so don't ever stop. Please. I, got you. I got you. I got a bunch of it. <laughs> don't ever stop, girl. No we, need that. we need your music. We need your music. <laughs> Great. Everyone, thank you again. I want to say this as well. We have, we're bringing another female up next week, DJ Caper, out of New York. So we're also now coming into the new breed. She's going to come and spend some time with us next Wednesday, right here. Shut this banner off. (laughs) On True House Stories. We're going from generation of experience to the newbies. And I've been loving bringing all you females on because (laughs) the female perspective to me is so, so necessary and needed. It
1: is. And the, uh, the good conversations needed to have because it's, it's much harder for us. And it's still the same, the same old stuff that we're still battling. And it needs to be brought to the forefront.
0: And you did it, girl. golf <laughs> club. Right. Go have, have a great holiday season. Be safe. And thank you again. And to everyone around the world, have a great day or a good night.